stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I can just let that keep on playing. Love that song. Uh, the legendary Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, they're going to be playing in Calgary Sunday night at the Southern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium. Very pleased and honored uh, to welcome to the program uh, singer-songwriter, one of the founding members of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Jeff Hanna. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm great, Rob. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. So great to talk to you. Thanks for making some time for us. Here. Happy to do it. Yep. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I mean, uh, maybe people don't realize how long the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band has been around. 50 years, right? 50 years in yeah, Canada? It, yeah, and, yeah, even just a just a, a nudge over that, actually. Yeah. We started in 1966, and uh, yeah, so a half a century. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, crazy. I think people assume eventually bands are going to break up. You can only stand each other for so long. That, well, uh, you know, But it hasn't happened with you guys. Well, it hasn't happened, but we have, we've had band members come and go. Yeah. And in fact, uh, one of the key guys, John McEwen, left our band in 19, I guess I want to say 1986, 87, and was gone till 2001, but he's been back ever since then. So we're happy to have him back, you know. Um, and Jimmy Fadden and I have been there for the whole ride. Bob Carpenter, who is our keyboard player and really a fine singer as well has been there for the entire country music part of our career. Um, and we've got a friend of ours, Jim Photoglow, who's been touring with us for the last year and a half or so, that uh, is a great singer-songwriter and has been playing bass with, with us on tour. And Jim actually wrote the song Fishing in the Dark that you were just playing. So yeah. we're happy to have Jim on board. Yes. Well, that's awesome. I mean, look, you, you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't love it, right? I mean, oh, what, no. what keeps it's... you motivated after all these years? You know, I think we realized about 10, 15 years into this that we're really lucky to get to play music for a living. It wasn't such a, you know, you, 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 all of us kind of whine about the travel. You know, I think it, right. it, it, it wears you down after a while. You know, you don't get enough sleep. The food is dodgy. And, you know, uh, you can really, it, it can be a, a tough gig if you don't take care of yourself. And as we've gotten older, we take better care of ourselves. I think that certainly has helped. But we've been we've been lucky that we've had this great fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going back to even though the band started in the the mid '60s, uh, you know, things really took off for us when we had the song "Mr. Bojangles" on the charts in 1970, 71. And then later on, we had a, you know we had a little run in pop music, of rock music. And then, of course, the country has started about 1983. So we had another decade of that, which was really just super great for us. We were really grateful for that. Um, and, you know, and our, our music really, I guess we refer to it more in the States. We call it Americana. Mm-hmm. I think up here in Canada, you probably call it Roots. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's probably got a little more, uh, in terms of a genre, more of a folk edge to it. Um, but we're, you know, I don't, it's one of those, 
we we had a song called Partners, Brothers, and Friends that was a hit years ago that that actually said, "Is it folk or rock or country?" Seems like everybody cares but us, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Just call. We don't care what you call us. Just call us, you know. One of those. So yeah, and we've gotten to make records all the way through, and we and we've, you know, I always say that talent and hard work will only get you so far. There's always an element of luck involved as well. And I think that uh, we've been really, really lucky in our band to have a career that's lasted 50 years. Well, not just the success of the band, but I mean, just for you. I mean, I I was reading just the the list of different people you've worked with, not just in country music, but in in the music industry. I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's great to be, you know, we... uh, I, you know, uh, my wife and I talk about this a lot, and she's a singer-songwriter as well, and she's written a bunch of huge country music hits. Um, and when we just laugh sometimes about, like, you know, we got a really nice life. We're really, and I think, and you, and you measure your life, I think, more than anything by your friends and your family. You know, you know, not 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 what kind of car you drive or whatever. You know, and it, but it's astounding though to be in a room playing tunes with Willie Nelson. And we're so lucky that we got to, you know, make music with guys like John Denver and even Tom Petty, you know, Tom Petty was on Tom Petty, you know, may rest in peace. Really. That was a rough one. I think for everybody that's a music fan. Um, but yeah, we, Tom was on, uh, sat in with us on the third circle record that we did a few years back. You know, it's all, it's all over the map. Bruce Hornsby, Jackson Brown, John Prine, Allison Krauss, you know, all these, all these people that we admire. And I mean, we buy their records, <laughs> but there are friends, there are friends as well, you know, so it's pretty terrific. Um, it's interesting too, when you look at how much the industry's changed, I mean, you know, the, the concert side of it, the performing side of it, I suppose is, is more or less the same. It's always been, but everything else, I mean, is the industry even recognizable to you anymore? It's unrecognizable. Well, I mean, in, in terms of in terms of uh, the machinery, I guess yeah. is the thing that's changed the most with the with the advent of the internet. Uh, you know, and being a, it's interesting. I am a Spotify subscriber, mm-hmm. but Spotify is killing us. <laughs> you know, they haven't figured out. You know, there's a lot of money being generated, and and really, the people that are really getting it at this point more than anybody are the record companies, uh, because the deals were cut in a way that you know, probably harken back more to the the kind of record deals that happened in the fifties and sixties where the artist was the like kind of the last people in line. The songwriters are really yeah. getting kind of, you know, drugged through it. But the the other side of that coin is that if you're a young musician, you can get your music out there so quickly. And I think that's fantastic, you know. Uh, it's not, you know, and I don't want to whine about it. it's all about quantifying because it's not. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the fact that you know you have access to, you know, you can write a song and upload it to upload it to YouTube an hour after you recorded it, and that's in your house. <laughs> so that's all changed, and that's great. You know, I, I think it's it's a work in progress, like everything else. You know, there's a there's kind of things kind of correct themselves. You know, and people. I know this much just, you know, by the virtue of the fact that we've been a touring band ever since we started, we still play live. That's, that makes us happy, you know, playing in front of people and getting that immediate response is really, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
it's quite a buzz for us. We we dig it. You know, yeah. the records making records is great as well. You know, and there's and it's and it it's a it's a means to an end. It's it's, it's another part of the art form, and artists that make brilliant music recorded music i admire so much and we've been lucky i mean we 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 we've made some records that i'm very proud of um but uh it, the payoff for us really is going out and playing those tunes on stage right so is it fair to say that, that performing live is fun making a record is work making a record is work the first day it's always really easy and fun <laughs> <laughs> you know there's this kind of like these these stages of of, of creating music it's like the day that you write or the day that you learn a new song is like an incredible buzz. And then it all kind of goes downhill from there because you then you have to play it over and over again <laughs> before anybody ever hears it. You know, it's really like a, you, there's an adage in the recording studio as well that if you can if you can get it on the first or second take, it's so great because there's a magic that happens, I think, when the music is spontaneous and new. Um, and that's another thing that the technology is kind of, I think, another sort of a minus is that uh, digital recording allows you to be too picky. So I think that sometimes you can kind of bleed the soul out of the music by getting it too perfect. You yeah. know, that's just my opinion. Um, and again, there's records that, that, that I really admire that are, you know, I mean, for lack of a better term, you might consider slick, but they're just brilliant. But in, in but in turn, from, from a personal standpoint, it's always better for us when we kind of get it early on in the, in the, in the sort of life of a tune. Um, so there you go. Oh, okay. And then playing and then playing them live is it's like it's new again. Because then you're you're exposing these new songs to fresh ears. So you get that back. That's pretty sweet. I want to ask you this because I was kind of been curious. Uh we're so used to the name now, but fifty years ago, fifty one, two years ago, did the name seem weird to people? And where, where did the name <laughs> Nitty Gritty Dirt Band come from? Well, in in nineteen sixty six we were a bunch of teenagers living in uh, a little town in California called Long Beach, California. And it was actually a pretty good sized town, but, uh, but we were, we had a jug band. And if you're not familiar with jug bands, this is a, back to the sort of roots thing again. It, it's jug band music. Uh, most of the tunes that we played were written before 1930. I mean, they were really old, uh, funky kind of, blues influenced sort of old tiny country influenced stuff and which was kind of off the wall for a bunch of teenagers because typically you know you get in the bass and drums and electric guitar and you know rocking out well we had like um you know acoustic banjo guitar mandolin the washboard and the washtub bass were the rhythm section so this is really uh funky stuff so we didn't want to call ourselves and at the time there were bands called the such and such jug band there's a band called the jim queskin jug band and another band called the even dozen jug band and we thought well we don't want to call ourselves a jug band and one of the guys said how about dirt band and we we're like yeah that's a cool name yeah. and i walked into a rehearsal a couple of days later and i said how about nitty-gritty dirt band because that it's like get down to the nitty-gritty you know lowest common denominator sort of get funky and that stuck and then after a few years we we're like oh man so people literally 
if you go to a bar after midnight, nobody can say nitty gritty dirt. <laughs> Get a couple of beers in you. <laughs> but we, we, you know, there have been times where we regretted it. You know, we started, we called ourselves the dirt band for a few years, which was kind of stupid from a marketing standpoint, but it was easier to say. But, uh, you know, and then we put the nitty gritty back in there, of course. But, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, and, and, and truthfully, it did kind of describe our music. And I think it kind of still does, you know, because even though our music's been played in mainstream radio, whether it was like, you know, Mr. Bojangles or American Dreams, some of the pop singles and all of the country stuff, I think that there's always been a little, a little bit of a grittier edge to what we do. So... And from that side of things, <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. Well, nittygritty.com is the website. It is yep. uh, Sunday night, Southern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Jeff Hanna, this has been great. Thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. And I want to mention J.J. Shiplett, uh, Alberta talent, great kid, really Really talented guy. He's been opening for us, and he'll be there at the Jubilee as well on Sunday night. That's awesome. Should be a great night. Good luck with everything, Jeff. Thanks again. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good weekend. Take care. You too. There you go. Jeff Hanna, founding member of the legendary Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Way back 1966, more than 50 years ago. (laughs) These young guys in their jug band, who would have thought here in 2017, they'd still be going. Nittygritty.com. You can find out more about what they're up to these days, but... Uh, They're going to be here Sunday night, Southern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium. All right. Well, that was fun. 403-974-8255. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.